Are you a whiskey drinker, Stephen? Do you have a preference? To be honest, I come from Eastern countries. I'm very sensitive with the alcohol. All right. Yeah, so I cannot drink much, but I love whiskey. I can drink a little bit, and I, yeah, I, I love it. That's Dr. Stephen Su. I'm Stephen Su from UTS. And he has developed an artificial nose that can literally sniff out quality whiskies from lesser quality ones. Actually, this idea, basically, we collaborate with a professor called Shari Forbes. He's from uh, Faculty of Science, as now is in Canada. And she uh, actually gets some funding from US to protect the wildlife, uh, like a, a trunk of elephant. So we want to develop some very quick products can detect this kind of wildlife products. This is the beginning where we developed this enos. And later, uh, we found this enos can be still used in other area. For example, for the uh, food safety. So actually we have a project uh, with Sydney Fish Market. We, we mainly use uh, the enos and also uh, together with uh, the camera. Use the camera developed by another team, led by uh, Professor Ren Ping Liu, to detect the freshness of uh, fish. So we uh, use our enos in the food safety. So that's one thing. And then I, we thought maybe it is can be used for other area. And uh, we think about can we use our enos product to assess not only just for whiskey, for wine, and also for some other alcohol, and. Uh, we use it and get some uh, very good results. And uh, we attract lots of industry uh, attention. And then we uh, make more efforts to develop in the future. So how does the nose work? Is it sort of sensors and, and calibrations and databases? How does it smell the whiskey and tell what type of whiskey it is? So it's, it's very easy to understand because it's mimic of human olfactory system. Dr. Sue then showed me a diagram that compared his Eno system to a human olfactory system. You'll be able to find this diagram linked in the description. Both the human olfactory sensor system and the Eno sensor system are split up into three distinct steps. First, the odorants from the target are picked up by the sensors. In a human's olfactory system, the olfactory receptors in our nose pick up the odorants, whereas the sensor array picks up the odorants in the Eno system. The main difference here between a human olfactory system and the Eno system is that the human olfactory system has millions of tiny sensors built into the nose, whereas the Eno system only has about 10 gas sensors picking up the odorants in the air. Most gas sensors used in systems like these would only be a binary system. That means the gas sensors will only be activated on only when they detect a certain threshold of concentration of odorants in the air that they are measuring. But the sensors used in Dr. Sue's enos are a little more subtle than that. But for us, we are monitor all than 10 gas sensors, but these sensors are all different. It's like dynamic procedure. And then we can, based on the response, we can identify different compounds of gas. So for the whiskey, they have a different components mixed together. And for different brands, they have different components. So we select the sensors, for example, 10 or 
12 sensor. After the odors have been identified by the gas sensor arrays, they are sent to a control module where they are pre-processed before being sent to a central computer. This makes the identification process a lot more streamlined, where the control modules can identify the gases picked up by the sensors based on which sensors were activated during the testing phase and compare that against the database of known substances and components in specific types of whiskies. This is similar to how in the human olfactory system, olfactory bulbs will pre-process smells collected by the olfactory sensors before being sent off to the brain for further analysis and identification. So for, for example, you want to classify five different uh, whiskey, and uh, before do that, you need to do lots of uh, pre-training. That means we do lots of experiment. We suck the compound of the whiskey, and then we collect the data and store in the PC. And uh, we have five different kind of whiskey sample, and we do each one, do, for example, 100 times. And then we use uh, artificial intelligence. We can find the feature of each whiskey. Much like our brain recognizes smells based off prior knowledge and learned experiences, the AI which identifies the whiskey the sensors are smelling must also be given information to go off as well. This is done in the form of a database of whiskies and their components. And now this is the real sticking point for Dr. Sue's Enos project. The AI is only as good as its database. My thinking is in the future, we need to unify the standard of the data set. We set up the temperatures, the humidity. So there's lots of things we need to unify. Otherwise, if we have a standard data set, standard product, because you know, like we want to the model can be used by other people and they can share the data and share the model. That will be a future goal. Have you put it up against expert whiskey smellers in the industry and to see how your how your enos compares to people who have dedicated their lives to tasting and smelling and appraising whiskies? We haven't done a formal one, but uh, you know, during our exhibition, there's a lot of visitor. And they are very confident with their ability to detect the alcohol brand. And uh, we compare with their judgment. Oh, we got a very high success rate in some particular brand. The issue is that for all one, we need training. So we need a, a lot of sample. And we need the environment relatively stable. For example, uh, we have built a lot of data set before the exhibition. But when we move to the exhibition center, we do the demo there. The first day we find that all result is different. So we are, uh, we are, to be honest, we are, at the beginning, we are very panicked. And then we redo the experiment, uh, redo the experiment in the new environment. And we combine with all the data and the new data. And then our system is working perfectly fine. So we feel like we need some calibration for new environment. So uh, apart from that, uh, for, uh, we can compare with human expert in some sense but of course if they, they are well trained they can be better than us i think uh, generally better but for some specific brand if we are training very well we are confident at least to match with them the reason for this is very simple the sensors dr sue uses in the enos are extremely sensitive to the contents in the air surrounding them and are precisely tuned to detect odors in a lab environment there's the rub a lab environment there was too much going on in the air at the convention center, and so it was throwing off the readings of the sensors. They needed to be recalibrated for the non-lab environment before testing. The main problem, uh, from my understanding, is like the how to improve the stability of the sensors. My plan is we can unify 
the management condition and also unify the user procedure. And also if we can unify the standard database, that will be a very good, like uh, because enos data is very difficult to get. It's different with, we compare with, for example, we use camera. We have another team, they call the electronic eyes. They use it for the freshness of fish. And then they are very quick. They just take a photo and they can tell. But for us, we need to suck the sample, take uh, maybe two minutes. And also you need uh, lots of efforts because you need to, you need the setup, lots of equipment, and then you measure, and then you get the data. But sometimes if it's uh, influenced by the environment and the data is not useful. There's a, there's a lot more going on when you're analyzing chemical structure in the air compared to just a picture of a fish, right? It's just, there's more layers to it than, than just a picture. That means in the future, I think that the, the data is more expensive than the camera-based data because they, they have lots of pictures to train the deep learning system. That's why for ENOS, uh, our database is very, very small. So we cannot use, uh, for example, deep learning uh, to develop the classifier. So we need to just use the traditional method. We need to use human directly detect the feature or all the marker of the different alterant. But for image processing, they have a huge of data set. They can take lots of, as many as you want. Everyone have a mobile phone, they can take photo. That's why I, I, in the future, I'm, I'm just mainly maybe focused on how to unify the data set to make the data set standard. Everyone can use the data set. So on that, where do you hope the ENOS will be applied in the future? In industry or maybe in law enforcement, sniffing out drugs even? Uh, actually, I have a slide as well and uh, for the application. Actually, first it is food safety. We can use for the food safety. And also a big area because I'm uh, from biomedical engineering. So I mainly focus on health-related research. So we used to collaborate with a Chinese company. We developed the products for cancer detection or lung-related diseases. That, that's one very big area, I think, uh, for the lung-related diseases. And uh, another is detection of wildlife products and also for agriculture and environment protection. You know, like for pollution, can use ENOS to tell. And also for agriculture, they even use uh, this ENOS. For example, rice, we can use ENOS to tell when the rice is mature. And also, as you suggest, we can use it for detect drugs. We also work with some police station together with Dr. Michael Wurland. She actually did experiment in the lab to detect the drugs. But beyond the food safety and the drug testing, Dr. Sue has a very interesting idea as to how this ENOS technology could be combined with other sensory technologies in the future. I think another direction to develop a human-like robot. You know, robot is already have very good eyes. They use camera, right? No problem. Also, they have a they can analyze the language. If you say something, the robot can understand. But for the olfactory system of robot. They are in a very low level, haven't been well developed. Uh, we need to think about develop electronic nodes for the robot. And how would this robot be applied? Robot can go somewhere, human cannot go. For example, this uh, explosion area, we can use robot equipped with uh, all the sensors, like a camera, like um, the recorder, like uh, the e-nose. 
and also like some pressure sensor in the hand, everything like human. And then they can do lots of things for us. One last question before we finish up. What was uh, what was a highlight for this the whole research project working on the Enos for you? Uh, I think deep learning, or called the AI, is uh, all the research areas they want to use the AI technology, right? So I feel like currently the main issue is still with lack of big data set. The current AI technology they use deep learning technique they mainly depend on the data. If you don't have the well-prepared data for the training of the, the system, you cannot use it. So I think currently the next step, I think I want to establish a standard database for Enos to accelerate the connection between current AI technology with the Enos development. We also developed a cloud-based data collection system. So we build a remote server and everyone can use it. And then you can upload your data there. But this is in the future, like if we can build that one, everyone, even normal customer, use this site to build the model, or you can share your model with others. So that will make our e-nose is better than human nose because we can share our information worldwide easily. Think Digital Futures is made possible with the support of 2SCI Radio, the University of Technology Sydney, and is heard around Australia on the Community Radio Network. Think Digital Futures is made in Sydney, which sits on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation, whose sovereignty was never ceded. You can subscribe to Think Digital Futures wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Cameron Furlong. Thanks for listening.